Hey guys, welcome back to the Drop Panda Podcast. My name is Adam. We're four to five guys twice a month from Melbourne. We're from Melbourne. We talk about nerdy stuff. Um, next to me is... Uh, I'm Jules. Today I'll be talking about how movies have taken some cues from video games in recent uh, releases. I'm Tim. Uh, I don't have a topic. so uh, You're bystanding. Yeah, I am bystanding today. So I'm just going to pass this on to the next person. Uh, Nick, I'm going to be talking about dystopian films and kind of that genre. Okay, <laughs> I'm Dylan, and uh, I'm bringing what I'm about. Um, in the wake of the latest announcement that Rick and Morty is getting uh, 70 new episodes, as in confirmed, I'm talking about the uh, social media um, reactions that fans can have and like, how that impacts um, current like television and um, just kind of media productions. And similar to you, I'm talking about TV as well, but on how the new generation is using a streaming service instead of traditional television. Uh, today we've got a special guest for us, uh, for, for you guys here. Uh, we've got Connie on deck as well to Hello. provide his input. <laughs> a long <Good>. introduction. <laughs> yeah, just to chime in every now and then on stuff I can relate to. I think we'll start with the TV stuff. Uh, my niece was over yesterday and you know, like when you have kids, that's old. Like when you have uh, kids come in, how old is this child? She's five. Yep. Super energetic, energetic child and I'm old. Yeah. I can't really like take old. care of children anymore. Like old. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'm just gonna throw something on TV for you like, to watch yeah. for like for the next three hours. It works. And she's like, Oh, you should put on Netflix. Right. How, how do you know what that is? <laughs> like and I'm I'm on Netflix, like on my browser, and she's like, You should go to the kids section. Like, you shouldn't look at my stuff. <laughs> I, look at, I look at stuff on Netflix like you shouldn't be watching. That's a good idea when porn ends. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. And like you should go to the kids section and type in this. I'm like, how do you know this? What do you watch at home? Don't you watch TV? No. Like, what? No. So yeah, but my topic to like to everyone is we've got guys who are like, obviously watching YouTube. That's like the new norm now. Yeah. But also like Netflix is also the new norm as well. Yeah. Um, and then we got Stan in Australia. We got yeah. some other yeah. other services here. There, like Hulu and Amazon as well. It's just like a massive cultural yeah. phenomenon. It's just changed how we take uh, how we yeah consume media. Almost like the same way how video stores have now died off. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Blockbuster. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's going. Are people still watching Foxtel? Hardly. People, yeah, doing people do. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely. It'd be do. interesting it's to look at the subscription rate of Man, Foxtel. Like Fox, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they've also got a Foxtel streaming service as well, so you don't need to have a cable connection to your home anymore if you want to look at the content that they provide exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still it's still big. I know people still like you know have Foxtel in their houses and still watch it. Mm. Dad's got you know a limited range on his, but I think. You just Netflix, watch it online anyway. Yeah, you can. Netflix yeah. kind of came out and changed the game, and now it's like a global phenomenon. And like, they're even going up to Cannes and everything, and trying to be taken seriously as a film distributor. Yeah. Like, to rival like you know yeah. actual film studios, and that's why everyone's terrified that you know it's going to be the next. It's going to be like the, got originals as well. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. the early fifties where like TV came in and everyone in film freaked the fuck out because they're like, what are we going to do? They're taking away our business. I know. Let's yeah. make three D. And feel like that worked out really well. <laughs> there's also like there's an element of that, and I don't know the full details of this, but certain awards uh, providers or, or um, uh, organizations that don't want to give Netflix like nominations and stuff because uh, of their unusual distribution model. Yeah. So yeah. so like, their Netflix obviously does 
produce prestige content that should be getting awards or should be up for them mm. um, and they're out of the race just because they're not in theatres and stuff so yeah. they're not classified as TV yeah they're, they're classified they're trying to break in but there's a lot of um, resistance like Cannes they were trying to get into Cannes this mm. like big film festival because it would give them some legitimacy but I think that Cannes have come out and said we're not doing this like we're not accepting Netflix films as our distributors and they're, they're basically just trying to go for the Oscars. Like they're, just, they're just trying to be taken seriously. Mm. But on the same platform, they give certain films, they do what Cannes does and give certain films like the opportunity to be able to be distributed where otherwise they wouldn't be able to. Like Scorsese's new film, What's Coming Out, The Irishman, nobody wanted to touch that and Netflix stepped forward and said, well, you know, get the funding. Mm. Or Orson Welles' last film, that was like, oh, yeah. that like went into like massive contract issues and was like gestating for like three decades. And mm. Netflix came out and said, well, like produce we it. We can re- re- yeah. release it, yeah. So there's both good and, you know, bad things that are going on. Yeah. yeah. I've actually heard um, Netflix and all the streaming sites being compared to the like contemporary version of direct to DVD or mm. direct to video, that kind of thing. But In terms of the movies. Like, it's honestly, hard. it's... Yeah. Uh, I can see quality. where that comes from, but at the same time, yeah. I think the quality level of the releases are generally a bit better oh, than Director yeah. TV. Oh, some of them, better. some better. of them aren't as good. Like you wouldn't want to see them in cinemas. Yeah. Like I don't think like Bright, which had Will oh, Smith, right. I wouldn't yeah. think yeah. that would do very well in cinemas because it just wasn't yeah. super great. Like, example, wasn't that a TV like, show? No, it was no, a movie. No, it wasn't a series. Probably would have done. It was a Will Smith movie that came out, but on the other end of that, you have like Annihilation. Came out, yeah, that movie was yeah. Fucking phenomenal. which should have been in cinemas. Yeah, that movie should have yeah. been in film. Uh, it's the interesting element. Like, again, I have nieces and nephews, and they're yeah. really on top of all this technology. They're like six and eight years old, and and they really like from probably three to four years old, they knew how to navigate YouTube yeah. and, and Netflix. And it is going to be interesting to see how they grow up into this world where they have all the choice in the world of what media they, they are allowed to consume or or whatever so um again like we've grown up into it we've we've learned to deal with it and uh, and we understand the differences between broadcast and the traditional distributions uh as opposed to streaming stuff but like they're sort of swimming in it they may never know what like a tv channel is do you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. and, and they never may never have their viewing interrupted by ads yeah and things like that or at least 30 second ads mm. yeah. which yeah. mean nothing well like uh, a couple months back I think my, my cousin she's really young and all of a sudden I get a text from my uncle he says hey Dill how are you he's like not bad blah 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 and then I find out that it's my 6 year old cousin that can now work a phone and text and I was just blown away so it's actually not your uncle no it was, my, oh, it, was my, it was my 6 year old cousin that knows how to work a phone. I didn't know how to text until I was 14 Wait, no, of course. Does, uh, does that does she not have her own phone? No, now she does. And she has her Instagram, and she's got like live Instagram. Oh, what? And, like, and she's like live videos all the time, sending invites to that's the girl. Scary it's and bad. also it's dangerous. Bad. That's how I feel like that's, that's bad. Because well, there's, there's a whole world out there that don't actually really understand no, yeah, yeah. Ma- mature adults. They're also not being educated about this early on as well. Yeah, and they have no idea. They just jump right Cause, in. Because this is thing. easy. I think yeah. us was we grew up with it and everything. Yeah, we grew up like they're, while it changed. They're like being saying. born into this world where like technology and like all these, you know, different like platforms have become so like inundated in our culture and society mm. Yeah, that now it's like, yeah. it's just the norm. So like you go to school, they're getting iPads for like kids and that. We're like losing these shitty fucking <laughs> square boxes. <laughs> they the notebook yeah. 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 Yeah.
the other day asked me, would you like to be a YouTuber when you grow up? And oh, I was like, yeah. how do you know I'm not already a YouTuber? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was this weird, it's this very strange cultural shift. Like when I was that age, I might've asked someone, Hey, do you want to be an actor? Do you want to be on TV or something mm, like that? Yeah. It's completely different now. Your occupation's changed from actor yeah. exactly. to and, and actually she has recorded herself in a YouTube style format. Like she hasn't posted it on YouTube or anything. But she's, they're thinking in this way of like being media personalities and stuff on the internet. And it's, yeah. it's a weird, different world that they're growing it's up in. Changed the game completely. I, I saw something hilarious the other day and it was, um, uh, this dude goes into his sister's uh, bedroom and goes, uh, good night. And, and she says, oh, don't forget to subscribe. Because she thinks <laughs> that's how, that's how you say good night. She's what? doing what, like goodbye or okay, something. Okay, that's weird. That is super weird. YouTube. What? I'll be so confused. Oh man. Like and subscribe. And that is a problem. Like kids are just pounding out YouTube. Like Mm. it's just YouTube video after YouTube video after YouTube. And like Absolutely. Oh, it's just it's I mean, it, it, it's the same as us when we watch kids shows as a kid, but we had like a yeah, time. It's a bit different. And, you know, outside was such a, like an important thing. Outside? Well. What's outside? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still, like, I don't know. Maybe you guys keep the footy around, right? Like, yeah, I always did that. But yeah. like, um, yeah, maybe I think it's getting a little bit unhealthy. Yeah. Anything. Because like, not that anyone... Does anyone care about the royal wedding that happened last night? No. Oh, I, I thought that was today. The what? <laughs> it was actually yesterday. My, wow. uh, okay. my, my family was watching it like I was just over at my, oh, the royal my aunt's. The royal wedding, yeah. <laughs> so it was, oh, that it was on, but I was like distracted. I didn't yeah. really care, but yeah, it's like, what, what point did you... Like, we had, we had people coming over and yeah. they're like, hey, we should put on the royal wedding. Like, oh, I don't have an antenna because it like, came oh, off a couple right. months ago. Yeah. So like, like, why did you get a fix? We don't watch TV anymore, yeah. so what's the point of putting yeah. the antenna back on? That's yeah. very interesting. We, we stream everything now, and yeah, same here. Like this house here, right here, man. When we moved in, we had um the TV, and we at first we were like, no, nah, fuck it, we don't need one. Like we just like had the Xbox, and that was it. TV upstairs too. When I first moved in, we just you know didn't didn't bother. Like you don't need a TV uh, like channels anymore because nobody watches it. If you got yeah. Netflix, we're all set. No, not at all. Like anyone it, who uses the actual like yeah, aerial, actual aerial, aerial connection anymore. Yeah. Mm. Sad. It's oh. weird. And then, like houses will be designed without aerials. Yeah. Can you oh. imagine that? Like, you know, like why why put an antenna on a house that isn't going to be used? You know, what was really retarded. My, my parents just bought a house a few years ago, and only now we realized because we rented it out that the antenna doesn't work. We had a guy come in. And he just went to us, dude. It wasn't connected. <laughs> not connected to anything. So it's just there for decoration. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's what yeah. houses should look like. like this is, <laughs> now at some point they're gonna just turn into you know like house ornaments. So they'll be like you know they'll just put on the front of your car. Yeah. Or it's like it's just a it's, decoration. It's an, oh, that's an old school. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a really cool antenna you got there, man. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's still functional. It's still functional. <laughs> oh, no way. No way. This is like. Two years. <laughs> yeah. Antennas are the new like vinyls. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I watch my TV with an antenna. I don't stream. <laughs> I love that. That's great. You hipster. Black and white. Man, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 black and white. Well. I'll be like French cinema. Got a cathode ray so. tube. Still works. That's great. Oh, cool. Oh, All right. Sweet. All right. Um, I'm just gonna talk about dystopian future, like film, and video games, and. Has the genre kind of like died off in the last couple of years? Yeah, I definitely or feel not like... Not years, yeah. but like months. Like when was the last dystopian future film? 
Book of Eli was my last one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a while ago. Yeah, I, I don't watch them. Like, I think the... 2010. Like, yeah. yeah, like, before that, like, Ready Player One is kind of dystopian. Hmm. It is, yeah. Uh, how about we start this with a... Can you provide a definition of a dystopian Yeah, so I was figuring, is it, like, like inherently connected to sci-fi? Mm-hmm. Or, like, does it have to have, like, kind of some scientific explanation? So, like, you said... The, yeah, book of you like that's not really like science. No, um, I'd like, say it's like, like annihilation science. is kind of dystopian as well, kind of scientific like sci-fi. Yeah. I'd say like an oppressed and broken form of society. Yeah, is yeah. dystopian. Like Hunger Games. Hunger yeah. Games is yeah, definitely dystopian. Definitely, but like just like I don't think that as a genre is ever going to die out. Like it's a very, it's quite a good theme or like concept to really set up yeah. an easy form of conflict. For like it's the true. protagonist to have to wade through. So like, yeah, it's. I mean, it usually is is sort of a far flung future, or, or I yeah. guess it can be sort of one step into the future. But there's usually, it's it's not. Because um, I think one of the the great successes of the Marvel franchise, especially the early ones, Iron Man and stuff, was that it was close enough to our reality that yeah. you could almost say that this was happening. Whereas. You definitely, I get a feeling with dystopian films that it's a very different sort of world yeah. than what we live in. Yeah, it's got to be set a couple of decades in the future. Like it can't just be Detroit, right? <laughs> it's, <done. laughs> it's also, um, I find it's often just basically it's just an allegory. It's just a way of talking about what's actually happening in the present. Of course, like, I read this thing that um, Alan Moore once said when he was talking about *Beef Vendetta*, and he's like, "Oh, I said it in the far flung um, future." Far. Far flung, all the um, the surveillance that the British government was installing know, at the time, yeah, yeah. And then, as a result of the vendor, they apparently just boosted it. And like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. We should keep implementing that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The eighties was a dark time. Yeah. But what kind of like utopian futures? Like, you know, utopian in, in a word? Yeah. 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 Utopian is the, the perfect society. Sorry, yeah. Like, what have you seen recently? That a utopia. Kind of, yeah. Utopian. Yeah. Yeah. Enough, yeah. Future in a good like, light. The garden. That's a good question. I can't think of any. But this is a thing that Mm. goes back to what Tim was saying about having a dystopia gives you an easy conflict. Whereas a utopia, you definitely, like, you can't really imagine... Because, like, the the big one is the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Which is everyone's sort of on the same level and very egalitarian, and that's a utopia. Um, and, And the stories that they have to tell are around, you know, fringe worlds where the federation hasn't successfully integrated these these different cultures or whatever um and so in some sense it's it's like it's it's very similar to a a dystopia because there are there are the haves and the have-nots so like the fact that there we can't think of i like concepts for or, or we can't think of films that have used the utopian as opposed to the dystopian is, doesn't surprise me because again like there's no conflicts in conflict in a perfect utopia yeah, yeah like, there wouldn't be the, much of a scenario yeah, really the idea is that like a utopia is something you go to achieve rather than something that you're like you know or there's already an existing conflict anyway yeah i've actually got a good i was thinking of a good example of this um rapture from bioshock okay yeah, starting yeah. out as a utopia for all those idealists just free of any kind of you know, based around objectivism and all that stuff. Yeah. Just completely going to shit and in turn becoming a dystopia for like corruption yeah. and 
Yeah. It's the ones I can think of, but like Utopia's turned into dystopia. Yeah. So like if anyone's seen exactly. Metropolis from like the twenties or whatever, it's a world that's labelled as a utopia because by like, you know, a dystopian kind of like authoritarian government. That is often the the mm. utopias that I think of actually. Yeah. When I think of their in life. fiction. It's always yeah. It's yeah. always a dystopia disgu- um, disguised Disguise, as a utopia yeah. by the very cons- um, conspirators behind the whole thing. What's yeah. an example of that? Maybe Blade Runner. I'd say. Yeah, Blade Runner yeah. seems like a massive disparity, and the people who yeah. are at the bottom are fully aware they're at the bottom. Just that like universe. Yeah, the universe, yeah, the kind of world building. Well, what about the, like the current alien? Like, oh, I haven't seen them. Uh, like, uh, oh, I've seen Prometheus. We've never really seen some any some kind of civilizations though, like in that yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a society. There was that one in Prometheus at the end that they show in in Covenant. What? When it turns out, um, is that the mining right? ship? Yeah, when it drops yeah. all the when shit. When he drops off. all the yeah. yeah. If anyone's well, like, seen spoilers for Alien Covenant, by the yeah. way. Is that like James Franco? Whoops. No. 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 Was Michael Fassbender. No, it was Michael James. Fassbender's in both of them. He's a robot. No, but, so, yeah, it was. Yeah, James Franco. <laughs> yeah, at the he's very an actual start. robot. They can put him in anything. Yeah, he's in at the very start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Five seconds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. Is he? Yeah. No. He plays the like the, the captain, captain who yeah. dies like, oh. before the movie. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> it's Good the start of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the very beginning. We spoiled way worse. Yeah. We have. That's true. Yeah, we spoiled like five seconds ago. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Just go pin. Um. So what 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 made you want to bring this topic up? Like, what, oh, I just noticed that. Oh, in the last you haven't point, noticed yet. That the. I've been seeing less and less kind of. Okay. Actually, like, yeah. what about Animal Farm? Because I was thinking of George Orwell, you know. Yeah. The King of Dystopia. And I was thinking, it's a bit too on the nose with um, Nightshade Explorer, but you know, Animal Farm. You literally see them overthrowing all um, the humans. They plan it out to be a utopia. Was well, there an actual movie for that? Yeah, I think there was a movie. It's yeah, it's a book, movie. but it's. Yeah, I've read the book. It's had a book. Yeah. And then basically, for all that hypocrisy, um, hypocrisy, all the usual stuff. It just ends up forming a dystopia instead. Yeah. A benevolent dictator. Well, it's just allegorical for the, like, the Russians. Communism and, yeah. But yeah, that, that, it, it does add to that discussion of most utopias breaking down into a dystopia yeah. in, in fiction, at least. Yeah. But I think we very rarely see a utopia stay a utopia. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or it be an actual utopia. Yeah. Mm. it's just you know a thriving society that's either it. that or we all just collectively watch a lot of dark shit and we have no hope in yeah. at all it's probably the latter yeah. but let's not do on that <laughs> would you you tell me uh, go along the lines of some like shows like skits of, um, what were they called like Friends or something would that be Nah. The utopia or anything? There's got to be more no, like yeah, the future. There's more like there's science fiction or there's um or there's apocalyptic kind of elements to it. Okay. So it's more about a world that's you know less trans like less similar to ours. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just show like modern day New York and say hey guys utopia. Yeah, that's true. Like they got there has to be like changes to it. Well, yeah. you know, for someone who was watching that in the 1980s, maybe friends. No, like <laughs> modern day like New York or some shit. Oh my friends. Or if you watch like yeah modern day versions of those. Massive, like, like, uh, what are they called? Like, really advanced modern cities and everything where all the buildings are just glass, like, altered carbon, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure there's like cities in, like, I don't know, Dubai or wherever that like, yeah. look like that. Definitely a less popular genre now than it was a few years ago. It felt like there were a lot, yeah, especially in the young adult sort of realm with the yeah, Hunger yeah. Games that sort of paving the way. 
but like it's it's just like i think with any genre like you can look at the western and see how that went into decline and now we have westworld and other things that are sort of picking up that ball and and running with it it's 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 something that will come back i'm sure and will fade away again did we see it fade before the superhero stuff or like was it this is an interesting as well like i was overlapping yeah Yeah. it kind of took it over completely yeah do you guys think that it's killed a lot of genres do you guys think it was the actual leading genre before the superhero genre showed up like that dystopian like you could point to dystopian fiction and say of that time that's what everyone's watching because I still think there was no real like entry yeah. point. That it's just kind that's of, true. It's yeah, it's been there in the background. Dystopian films like they're not they're not so similar to each other. They leave a lot of room for interpretation. Right, a lot of differing parts. It's that m- you can just point at them as individual films rather than like you know chapters in a collective. It's idea. like it's like an element of world building that can be inserted into other. Yeah, exactly. Things, you can yeah. make a dystopian version in a superhero movie, like mm. Thor Ragnarok, the world, the planet they live on, and everything. That one would be like. Sure, yeah, definitely. It's a junkyard. Interesting. We might get, like, superhero versions of that soon with yeah. more depressing characters. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, getting more really. outlandish. And they're going to space, so anything's possible. Mm. Well, I still want to see more humans, but okay. <laughs> Not that I see enough of them anyway. <laughs> Marvel's getting pretty ridiculous. But yeah, so, um, okay, I think we'll just move on to my topic now. Um, I'm bringing up, in the wake of this rick and morty being announced for 70 more episodes because surely like the fan um uproar and the viewer and like just the just general rabid following they have has influenced that decision to announce it because every other show you don't see them say hey guys we're secure for like at least eight more seasons yeah like you don't really the know. impact of social media and the mm. accessibility of this fan base who can be incredibly overwhelming in their you know vocal views like how do you guys think that's affected um how do you guys think that's affected television production or media production? And do you guys think that's been, it's been um, affected in a negative or a positive way? I'd say it's pretty much like the advent of the internet. It's made it, you know, collectively so much easier for those rabid fans to send death threats to the, um, to the, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, like before it'd be like, Oh, we got a, we got the death threat mailbox. Just chuck it in the corner. Yeah. Now it's social media. They can just easily, they don't have time to cool down either and just, you know, write the letter and go, yeah, oh, this yeah, is ridiculous, yeah, I'm being an yeah. idiot. It's so they easy. Just let it, yeah, just click of a button, press the message. Um, and change.org, like, really helps that cause. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Petitioning. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, insane. Um, but I think, like, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a good sides and bad sides to it. Like, I think the, the feel-good story sort of of the year in TV land is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And how the Twitter sphere just blew up when their cancellation was announced, and a lot of really high-profile sort of influencers um, went to back it up, and like Mark Hamill's in there and stuff like that, Sean Astin, um, uh, and really um, let the studios and the networks know that this is something that people really wanted to continue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 problem like we can say. Like, deals were happening in the background that we didn't know about. But at the same time, I can't imagine that it would have been picked up by NBC within 24 hours if Twitter hadn't been, like, hugely all over yeah, it. as adamant as they were about it. Yeah. Like, the idea is that when, they, when a network drops a show, because it happens all the time, it's, the, it's because the show is failing and because the network doesn't think that it's living up to its standards. 
So they cut it out, but there's no reason why any other show can just come in at any time and say, oh, yeah, well, we'll pick this show up as well. Like, mm. cult shows, like, for example, I don't know if anyone's seen Deadwood Beyond Tim, uh, but that yeah. was a show in, like, 2004. It was a HBO show, and it was really... It wasn't getting, like, yeah. massive views. It wasn't blowing up the world like Game of Thrones, but it was a really good show, and it was it had oh. a really devoted following. And it got axed. And I feel like if that happened now and everything, and if there was, like, an uproar in that, like... Yeah all these two people could see that like you know it's got a following there's yeah. an audience there and then it just causes mm. a bidding war which is exactly what happened with um right with it's kind of like once again the, with the um with the internet and everything it's kind of like that line between the rabid devoted cult fan base who are like really vocal about a show and you know just mainstream shows that are already just successful getting all their getting um views and good ratings and everything it's like kind of like blurs the line between that level of devotion. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just so much easier nowadays for like even casual fans just to speak up and go, hey, I liked that show. Yeah. You know what's weird? Because, so it's moving to NBC, right? Yes. On the same day, they cancelled Lucifer. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Cancelled a bunch of shows. Yeah. Yeah, They cancelled like four different shows. Yeah. A whole bunch of shows. Box went through a huge cancellation. Um, I'm still very skeptical about the cancellation. Well, yeah, that's it's interesting as well because NBC, like, obviously doesn't have the budget of Fox. Yeah. So, is it going to be the same quality of show? Like, what changes will they need to make? Yeah, to and make production and all that. I'm more yeah. worried about studio meddling on my end. Well, yeah, that's just me. What is Fox doing? They've sold like all of their Marvel like properties as well. Yeah, that could be actually. But the, nice. but also the Marvel, Disney? the Fox Marvel collaboration hasn't been very productive for them really yeah. like I think they still own Spider-Man that's Sony Fox was fantastic X-Men oh no yeah, right. yeah. 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 and they've got like a Deadpool. weird deal what, what do you <laughs> think the bad side of it is uh, I think the bad side of it is that it gives it give, it puts pressure on the um, creators who really should just be left alone like to do what they well, want to do because yeah. yeah. the idea of a show is the appeal of it has been that their distance from the audience, like if the audience likes it, then that's great. But yeah. They should be able to go off, shut themselves in a room, and not to worry about yeah. what expectations are, yeah, that's in true. order to not meddle with their own ideas and their own intentions. And I feel like such an unadulterated connection between the audience and the creator puts like an unfair pressure on yeah. them and like unfair expectations, and then just yeah. makes it harder and harder for them to do their jobs and harder for us to be satisfied. What is it? Seventy episodes that they've been told. Yeah, to bring they've announced the Morty, that like yeah. they've been like Justin Rowan put out a Twitter I think saying that like yeah. they've been announced they've been like they've like uh, a lost them have like yeah. ordered seventy more episodes of Rick and Morty, so okay. they're not like just doing them in like one massive chunk of like. Yeah. 70 episode season four. Yeah, yeah obviously. Like yeah. Gonna, the next season, not going to be yeah, 70. But the idea is they're locked down for like, you know, six or seven uh, more seasons. I think 70 is a good number at this point. Yeah. If yeah. they left, I feel like that's an entire show's run. Yeah. How many like, How many episodes are out now? now. Oh, there's like three oh, seasons. There's 10 30. in season three. I think there's 10 in 11. Season. I think 11, maybe. There's 11 in season, yeah, season one, two. so it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. there's at least 30. Yeah. 30, so, like, 30 Because the thing, like, the, the magic number for TV has always been 100. Well, we said Rick like, and Morty, 100 episodes. Yeah. Oh, oh hey, yeah, hey. Yeah, hey. Um, but, but, but it, like, there, there are historical reasons why 100 episodes is a good number to aim for because of syndication on, yeah. on like, broadcasts so that, like, they can sell the show as a package to a network, mm. uh, which will be able to run it every weeknight. Yeah. For like 
however long. 20 years. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's like, this is probably the, like a, a lot of the reasoning behind like, let's get 70 more episodes of this. Is so we get to a hundred yeah. and we can like keep it's, rerunning it every you're, season. You're yeah. also worried about the quality of the episodes yeah, exactly. because they're going to be run out by these fans that yeah. don't understand how difficult it actually is. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Right. And produce an like, episode of Rick and Morty. It's an American tradition to do that. Yeah. yeah. They, they're the ones who put out like, you know, Eight seasons, eleven season TV series, and it leaves a lot of room for like, like the office. Like that. the office, like yeah. the British, like the difference between like the British yeah, is they'll have like two series and everything, and yeah, people will be pissed because it's like we had twelve episodes and we'd love this show. We and want have more, more. Yeah. yeah, but like, is that better than like having what's what's yeah. there is good and it's as good as it's going to be than so having God, like yeah. more yeah. and just not running as good? Into the because like the office goes till season five, in my opinion, yeah. and then the rest of it is just. Yeah. Just, and like Steve Carell isn't even in it anymore like they just wanted to milk it as much as they possibly could yeah and exactly. that's what we don't want for the I mean I think like the other negative element like and we can talk about the toxicity of the Rick and Morty fan base in particular yeah. yelling about Szechuan <laughs> sauce and oh my god, god. Really, yeah. Um, yeah, but like it does I feel like it sets a dangerous precedent for that type of a fan base to grow around a show and like, just expect that when they yell, they'll be heard. Yeah, yeah. If they yell loud enough, they'll get more of what they want, sort mm. of thing. And and it's it's it makes. I mean, Twitter's just a freaking cesspool anyway. So <laughs> do you know what? Do you want to like that? Sounds like the internet is a teenager that just wants shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> needy. Well, <laughs> sex is a needy. Like I think Dan Harmon and Justin Rowland have their heads screwed on well enough to know that this doesn't represent our entire family. Well, they're adults though, like they, they know. Yeah, like, exactly. And they've got kids that love their show. But they'd still get to you. So yeah, that's true. It would after a while after your fans yelling and screaming at you, yeah. bring on more episodes. That asshole McDonald's who starts to work squealing like a pig because there's no Szechuan sauce. Yeah, yeah. it becomes it's like true. an ownership thing when you know accessibility is right here. Everyone's opinion can be heard everyone's opinion wants to be the loudest and everything because mm. they're so passionate yeah. about it and yeah. it just becomes a massive cesspit of I mean, confusion. <laughs> I, I, like the other element that you might think about is like are there shows like Lucifer for example that maybe don't have that vocal fan base or they appreci- they show their appreciation in different ways other than social media. Um, are they getting left behind? Are there shows that, that should have... Uh, more seasons that don't get them because the fans just aren't there to do that sort of work, you know. A good example of how we're talking about how you're talking about Deadwood before, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they didn't come back because they by didn't. the way, watch it, guys. Yeah, I've seen yeah, it, it's, I've it's got it at home. Um, sick. but like how in 2004 they didn't have like that sort of the internet fan base to bring it back and everyone be like, give it back. Mm. Um, similar to the rest of Belmont that went down in 2005 or six. Yeah. Or yeah. And now it's come back because everyone's like, oh, we really want it yeah. back because of the internet. It's like vocal yeah. confirmation. I feel like it depends on the, the show because... Yeah. Well, yeah, go on. Like, um, I don't know if anyone watched the Young Justice yeah, yeah. show that yeah. was cancelled in like... Season two, yeah. After season two, that's 2015, I think. Yep. And that was crazy that was not as bad as the Rick and Morty stuff but it was there yeah if you're a big fan I liked it yeah yeah, it did, yeah um, and now they're back for season 3 they've announced it it's coming out at the end of the year yeah taking them like 3 years to convince people to that, revive that to revive yeah. it on a, yeah. on a different platform as well wow so they've like the CW and DC not the CW DC has created a platform just for their own shit now right so for Deadwood 
it might be the community wasn't big enough to support that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's so, say like Deadwood as well. Then again, Firefly actually. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Firefly is a huge cult <laughs> Sometimes it's the actual channel and like Deadwood was HBO. Like yeah. these guys are like the top. Well, this is this is what I was going to say is that between Deadpool, Deadwood Deadpool. and <laughs> we're Deadpool later. Between Deadwood and and Sopranos, they were the first. Yeah. Um, sort of long form narrative TV shows that HBO ever produced and really sort of set the stage for the entire genre for, for like Game of Thrones and, and like, um, especially, you know, yeah. And so the fact that, and, and you can look at the production values and say, well, dead, Deadwood and it is an exp- every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an expensive show to produce because it's a period piece and Sopranos is a bit cheaper because it was yeah, just modern day. Definitely. So so maybe the economics of it didn't work out at the time and and um and so like it was just ahead of the, its time enough that like it couldn't um yeah. but at the same time it, again it it was a it was a like a, a stage setter for things like Game of Thrones yeah. um, like, which with genre man like it's a western. Yeah. Like well, yeah. Absolutely. Nobody gave a shit about that. But it's such a good show. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. I can't see Ian McShane in anything else. Mm, yeah. This is Al Swearingen, and if he's not swearing his ass off, yeah. I'm not happy. Man. I think at the end of the day, I think the and the writers also have a say in it. So, like, imagine if Justin Welling and Harmon went, you know what? Two seasons of two se- two th- we have three seasons of Rick three and Morty. Seasons, yeah. Yeah. We have three seasons of Rick and Morty right now, and we're satisfied. We want to move on yeah. to other projects. Yeah. We have thirty episodes out. We're done, guys. Be dicks about it. We yeah. don't care. Yeah, they could have just done that as well. Yes. So I mean, like, I, honestly, the the the, the cult of the creator around those guys, like, whatever they move on to, will probably have a huge following as well. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's more Rick and Morty. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. People didn't give a shit when Community got cancelled, but now everybody knows who Dan Harmon is. Yeah. yeah. But like on the other end of this spectrum as well, with regards to like internet and its influence on like media. We're seeing kind of like the same thing in a bit more of an extreme case with like these TV shows that we're talking about fan bases being able to influence the longevity of a TV series. Mm-hmm. What about revivals? Because mm-hmm. we know that like people like Friends and people like X-Files and people like all these old shows that have been out and now the support for that is becoming so vocal that some channels think that oh, it'll be a good idea if we just bring this back. Yeah. yeah. And, unless, been doing. and it's kind of pointless sometimes. Like Twin Peaks was yeah. a different matter because David Lynch brought it back to comment yeah. specifically on that. And he had more things to say, I guess. Yeah. Because I, I think like the danger is that like something gets revived that the creators had moved on from probably. And and they don't really have more stories that they ever really wanted to tell. Like they they they'd finished their run. There was an ending to their last season that was satisfactory. And like you know, I can't think of any specific examples. But I don't think anybody was really craving more Arrested Development, especially oh, after season wow. four. Look, no, talking? not after season. Not after four. season four. Season four. No, no, no. Like, oh. That was done. Season it was three um, concluded. If, yeah, season three was the ending. Season three had a, had an ending. Yeah. He finally yeah, he yeah, moved yeah, away. And the ship. Yeah, yeah. 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 Finally, family. Yeah, that was it. Full yeah. circle. Yeah, and then then he comes back and he's like, yeah. he didn't really need to and, come back. And yeah. the announcement of a season five didn't inspire much oh. excitement. Really, honestly, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, have you seen the trailer? Yeah. No, I, I haven't even looked at it. Two and a half There's one yeah. funny moment in it, and that's it. That's yeah. towards the end, and it's when they're making a joke. It's just a running joke on you know. Yeah. Keen to just see Will Arnett. Play Joe, but it's probably the only way to watch yeah. it. Yeah, he's honest. still good. Yeah, yeah, but um, anything that guy does is still good. 
Yeah, Bojack Horseman. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Bojack is so good. Yeah. Hey, do you think Bojack Horseman would have happened if Arrested Development hadn't been cancelled? Because in some ways there are parallels between That's the stories. That's a good question. I don't <laughs> think about it though. <laughs> if we, if we go back to the Brooklyn Nine-Nine thing, what was really interesting was that like, because these, these shows are being produced and then they're aired like what, a few months later, mm. right? So could you imagine being like the actor going, fuck, I've been fired. Okay, I can go do something else now. Yeah. Next, well, yeah, like, I mean, next day, I'm like, oh, I got a job again. But, but yeah. this, is, this is one of the reasons why season four of Arrested Development was such a mess because they couldn't get everybody yeah. in the yeah. same room yeah, at the same exactly time. Right. They were yeah. all moving on to different projects. And so they wrote around this, this um, restriction that they had for people's time uh, and, um, and like the amount of time they had with, with each of the actors. Yeah. Um, and, and it was a mistake, if you ask me. Like It just resulted in, in a bit of a mess of a season. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't work. The same scenes, mm. were they? They were like no. always yeah. choppy. And that's why they had scene. to do it in the, yeah. um, the prequel, sequel, sort of like back yeah. and forward yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like it's just maybe like a complete intensification of like nostalgia. Because yeah. like if you're seeing it come back, yeah, you're seeing it come back in a massive really. way now. Like this past decade, like it's just been kind of, it's just been a massive thing, and now everyone just can't get over the fact. Like we're looking at the past with rose tinted glasses. That like we remember everything being much better than it was, mm. and that's forcing it all to come back in and just not letting go. Like yeah. the idea is, those guys would have done like Will Arnett would have done Arrested Development, Jason Bateman, and all that, and once that cancelled. They moved on to bigger and better things. Their careers got like you know more like intense, mm. and just to come back and everything, it would have felt like just trying to force magic into a bottle. So. Yeah, mm. and now but they're all together again. Why? Why are they all together again now? What do they not have any projects or anything they're doing? Well, maybe yeah. Netflix well, has a bigger issue. budget to pay them to be part of this project now. Yeah, I'd say it's, so. It's probably it's yeah. probably big. Everyone's really wanting it back, yeah. but I don't know. Well, they've been waiting a long time, so maybe the idea was they are waiting for their schedules to clear up. Yeah, so they can get back together. That's true. That's also true. Because well, maybe since season four. Yeah, because they said years ago, like season five's coming soon, and that yeah, was like what? Yeah, they did three they? years ago. So uh, changing gears just slightly into the realm of film, and I want to talk about how. Uh, so recently, um, uh, we've had a few uh, films that really dive into gamer culture, but I'm interested in how um, film like. Like the game, the video game industry and the medium has evolved to a point where it's now influencing other visual media. So, like, we have some films. Um, like, my, my favorite example of this is is um, Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise. Did anyone see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, not a bad movie. Basically, it's it's, it's, it's repeat. Yes, that's the, <laughs> that's the name of the manga change. that it was based on. Yeah, that's oh, a tag based on a manga. Yeah, yeah, that was the name in like Europe or something. But um, so like for those who haven't seen that, it's essentially a respawn movie. Like it's about a guy who, oh, yeah. who, who um, for reasons that are gone into in the movie, like. He's, he's fighting a battle, and then when he dies in the battle, he wakes up at the same point that, like, something happened. Um, so so he's able to live through a period of a few days over and over again. It's very Groundhog Day, but, yeah. but because it's an action film, like, it, it very much, um, like, gives you a sense that this is a very video game sort of thing where he's got a save point or a restore point, and he goes back to it, and he has to repeat the actions to a to move forward in his uh, progress. And so I just wanted to talk about that. And, and like also 
uh, and less obvious examples of things um, because there was another thing that happened. One of the critiques I've, I heard around about um, The Last Jedi was that Finn's storyline felt like a side quest that like he went off to the, the casino planet and mm. then didn't really accomplish much and yeah. then came back yeah. and, and like it, it, so narratively that film felt like a video game for some people because there was all this action that was a little bit meaningless. And that's something that's quite commonplace in certain types of video games. It was a weird movie though. It was had a lot going in that movie. Yeah. Not just that. <laughs> I, that I thought it was pretty good. But, um, I enjoyed it, conversation. but, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I enjoyed the film, but like, I, I can't necessarily disagree with that criticism that I've heard. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what else, like any other films that make you want to, like, even if it's just a film that makes you wish there was a game of this film. Yeah. Ooh, geez, that's there's, there's different, there's like different aspects to it though, because you said like they used to like story elements in the narrative for mm. Star Wars. I was watching Avengers and like I thought visually I was watching a video game. Yeah, I thought that, that was so I much that was CG yeah. happening that like it feels like you know it just it's overwhelming. But what, then was Ragnarok pretty much the same? Yeah, Ragnarok was basically the same. There was there's a there's a shot in Ragnarok which is them fighting on the bridge, which looks yeah. like a side scrolling like just. Just to point yeah. you there, we're like, not going to talk about Infinity Wars yet. No, <laughs> no, no We teased it last time, didn't we? <laughs> I've, um, I actually, when I was seeing, when I was watching Wonder Woman, um, that final battle. That was, was a like, huge battle. Mm. That huge CGI filled battle that was so over the top actually reminded me very much of like, like classic God of War and all that kind of mm. stuff. Like, well, he was a God of War. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it, but yeah. Weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I just... Oh yeah, no, just, I know what you mean. It's so yeah. ridiculous and over the top, and like they just keep like getting. And it a, keeps escalating. There's yeah. no actual like sense of vulnerability on either of their parts in in the way like how they react to things. It's like when you stab someone or like shoot someone in a boss fight, they just kind of go oh and just go right back to it. It was pretty much to me. I don't recall. I recall it was just constantly like that. Just man. Like someone get hit by a fucking by like some debris and they just get right back up and keep going. Mm. Like, it was a very boss like you know boss battle anime like yeah. very yeah. I yeah. guess almost Hacksaw Ridge would have been. That's kind of explained in the story, though. Like, great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. And Mink Gods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it can be kind of explained. He's got, he's got a point there. So, it can be, but it still felt like it. You'd think they'd both be able to weaken each other in some way. Hmm. My, my other favourite example of this that I've thought of is John Wick. Yeah. Because like he literally goes from Did boss I? to boss to boss, yeah. and he shoots people in the head all the way down. And it's like, yeah. how much is this like a video game? Like, he shoots one guy in the head twice as well. <laughs> he shoots all the guys in the head twice. Like, no, he like, someone, it's someone amazing. gets up again after getting shot. Oh, like, which scene was that? Oh yeah, the, the big the sumo, sumo dude. Yeah. Yeah. How does he? Yeah, I wondered that too. Right over, like, uh, didn't he just get is, shot? Was that the brain? first one? The second. That's when uh, all the hits are getting called on him. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> the pencil scene and stuff like that. Like, like, it all feels that's like That's funny, because he, like, like he talks about, like, that's the, what the, uh, the, the top boss was talking about. Yeah, him. from yeah. movie one and two, they're talking yeah, about and he it. he does it. Kills three dudes yeah. with a pencil. Oh, uh, yeah. And he kills those two dudes I saw the second pretty recently, man. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great story. No, me too. They're very good. They're very good. But, like, they sort of remind me of those old arcade games we used to play where you, like, aimed at the thing and shot as you moved into different rooms. Yeah. That was pretty it's much like yeah, Max a real shooter. Like, yeah, it's just so precise. There's a great moment yeah. in in um, John Wick Two where he's preparing like his his 
his grounds of combat or whatever his mm. battlegrounds. Yeah, and he's like he's like hiding guns in different locations yeah, and making yeah, yeah. sure he knows all the. It's like the ten minute bit like, for the boss, like, like Spectre, <laughs> like Inspector when they're preparing everything. It's almost like oh yeah, Nazi zombies or something like. Yeah, ball the windows. Exactly, they're balling the windows. They're setting all these traps. They're setting up like Skyfall. whatever they. Yeah, Skyfall. 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 Yeah, not Skyfall. Okay, that's right. Yeah, Skyfall. Yeah, and they're just setting it all up and it's yeah. way better than Spectre. What about the um? And then she dies. Spoiler! <laughs> oh, yes! Yeah. What about the um, Doom movie that came out a while ago? Yeah, so this is, yeah, that's... Like, is that something that, you know, it's not a bad movie, but like at the end when they do it straight mm. off, like... First yeah, person from, from yeah. the first, like, they didn't They did it well, but yeah. it just, you know, it was too much of the game I think to that's, watch in yeah. a movie. Like, I don't know. Can no, we, I think... Can we talk about that? Because, like, there's... While well, you're talking about, like, video game concepts... With BFG at the end of Dwayne... I haven't seen it, but what about actual video game adaptions where they, like, they take interesting ideas from video games and try to make a movie into it? Doesn't like, work, usually. It doesn't not work. Pixel. It's really no, bad. You've got Resident Evil. Which is, which is why it's interesting that, that, like, the cinema is taking all these cues from, from video games, but, like, they can't make a video yeah. game movie work. It's, it's, it's a meant to be a game. Like, like yeah. Just like, on the interactive. It's been in like, development for a decade. It's not going to happen. Right. Like, can't the happen. issue with movies is they're, oh, they're, they're, like, they're kind of like, you know, they always think that they're always going to be surpassed. They're always worried that their no. position is going to be taken over when yeah. really they should, like, they're trying to come up with gimmicks all the time to keep people's interests invested. And it's mm. been happening all throughout, like, film history. So, like, the reason people are coming back is because of the films themselves and the way it's actually done and like the fact that people aren't going to really lose their passion for film and they should just like embrace that and stop worrying like apparently the last two made a movie I haven't seen it yet but yeah. it's garbage yeah I've heard that's exactly I hear that about every up. Up. Yeah. the last of us movie I don't give a shit yeah. I've got the game yeah like it's, yeah. Pretty, it's an 11 yeah. hour movie you can enjoy yeah. it playing like, but that you don't need to sit and watch it the, like the story like the I feel like part of the storytelling is being able to discover the story for the first time if you make like a mo- a game about a movie, you're not really discovering the story for the first time because mm-hmm. you already know it from the yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. Long movie on that like you don't like, have that kind of like yeah, but first you, kind of connection. Reversing that whole thing, you know, a movie's like two hours, three hours, like it's like a book or like a game. Like the length is gonna be so much longer to actually yeah provide that kind. Of, that's why, like, say for example, like the Warriors, like when they mm. when Rockstar adapted that into a game instead of making the whole movie just like that two hour potentially I don't even know how long it's probably set over like a couple hours mm, yeah potentially making that like all just straight an adaptation it's set like months before the events showing how they actually get inducted into the meeting that all the gangs go to at the very start oh yeah, yeah so it's, it's so much build up and then like like the first two thirds are them just just building up their reputation getting into all these like um, adventures like you know because well, fighting leagues of the games, yeah. yeah and the third, it's because Rockstar never like, exactly the same, man. Yeah. yeah, Rockstar took like you know, they they based the story around the medium they were working in. They weren't trying to make mm. the Warriors movie and then just transfer that into a game. Yeah, like, they yeah. were taking the Warriors idea and then making a game, like building from that. The problem with the movies is like taking the games is they they start, they struggle between deciding how much they want to make of their yeah. own and how much they want to leave in to attract the audience that's already there. And that's what pisses people off. Mm. Yeah, they end up serving nobody. Yeah, it's a whole like, movie to book. Like, so yeah, yeah it's the adaptation. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I can imagine games like I, I can imagine the filmmakers figuring this out at some point and and being able to <laughs> some point. accomplish yeah. um, something a bit better than what we've had in the past. But like, Apparently Wreck It Ralph was good. 
Rick and Ralph. Yeah, but Rick and Ralph was its own topic. That was yeah, yeah, that's it. That was a topic from like a character in the eighties. It was just a concept of arcade games, and they made it into a movie. Yeah, I think the one example that wasn't half bad was the Ratchet and Clank movie. Wow. I hear it was, yeah, no, I hear that was pretty good too. I hear that yeah, was pretty much cutscenes though. But that, if you play the yeah. new Ratchet and Clank, like the remastered the old one, it, the cutscenes are beautiful, like 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 mm. Disney or something. So it, with animation and stuff like that, it can be done. Mm. And if you just watch all the cutscenes anyway, it's like you're watching yeah. a movie. Exactly. You know what I think the issue is? Like with games and everything, you like you get the story, you get the cutscenes, you get all like the narrative running through. But there's also the time in the middle, like, you know, The Last of Us and God of War, you're running around in between that, like, taking in little details of the environment, yeah. taking little details of the character, like, mm-hmm. getting so many hours to invest in these characters and the mm-hmm. world and what's That's happening, true. that a movie's never going to be able to replicate and definitely not surpass the attachment you already have to these characters because you'll just be sitting there from the instant you sit down and comparing the two and just judging yeah. the other one based yeah. on like already the connection you've developed. So, it's all about the time you spend with the character themselves. Yeah. There's so, also yeah. like, um, there have been a few movies that have taken, like I, I mentioned Edge of Tomorrow already, that, that have taken sort of tropes from video games and successfully spun off a, a, an original property. Um, the other one I was thinking of was Scott Pilgrim versus the world, mm, which yeah. is very like it, 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 it obviously like visually it, it, literally takes um video game icons and iconography and and uses it um but like again it's got that storyline which is literally like he has to defeat the seven evil exes and and they all encounter him one by one so um like that's an example like if there wasn't a a, there uh, obviously there wasn't a scott pilgrim video game but you can imagine what it would have been was pretty good actually yeah, the, the the game was made after the movie yeah, though, no, so because the movie's based on the comic. Yes, so, yes, and yes. And then the like game came after based on the movie. Because we yes. really need a game. After, <laughs> we really need a game Jesus. after a movie at this Look point. Look at the world we're living. But in. that was decent <laughs> because because wow. because they rather than trying to necessarily adapt the film, it it took the cues that the film was taking and the comic book were taking as as inspiration which is that that sort of river city ransom sort of like side scrolling beat em up yeah. idea and just made that game yeah would almost more... oh, sorry, did, uh, would almost kick ass even go into that as well like with the kick ass yeah, yeah that, i've only seen number one I yeah number two. Number one don't two. watch number two <laughs> you don't need to see <laughs> okay. it it's been a while since i've seen that film i don't but know that that's has like a it's got like a superhero story i don't know if it would even be like a, a spin-off like a like a marvel movie almost but not um that felt like watching that felt like a video game as well okay like yeah. all the fighting scenes and that yeah. yeah yeah like it's like you're yeah clearing the corridor clearing yeah yeah, yeah yeah i have a question like the, yeah what do you guys think is do you guys think that like the elements of video games that we're picking them up in movies like they came like from video games or do you think that well like, this is the very nature that's of the game that's so why i'm yeah. that's why i'm interested in yeah. this topic is question i think yeah exactly well <laughs> yeah. i think maybe yeah. I, I don't know how much i'm seeing of this because i spend a lot of time both, both playing video games and watching films but even like i i personally i don't know about you guys but i spend a lot of time watching youtubers play video games or like Twitch streamers play video games yeah. and like consuming the content that way rather than actually playing it myself because I've got better things to do. Um, so, so like there's an element for me of like, 
I'm I'm noticing things in films that I just have seen in in video games and and but like it'd be interesting to talk to someone who doesn't consume as many video games to see how they react to the same sorts of. Mm. I also find films. it really interesting. The um, are you guys familiar with the old? Uh, oh, they used to. It was mainly in adventure games back in the '90s when they um had that technique. Doubt those. Well, you know, um, yeah, you might have heard about it. Well, I feel like yeah. Nah, this is like a different form of um of animation. They pretty much line it up. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't know how they do it, but they pretty much use actual actors. Yeah, and, this yeah. is rotoscoping. Ro- yeah, rotoscoping. Yeah. That kind of concept. So they so they so they project an image of an actual actor onto a page and then trace over them. Um, and and this is an old technique in animation. Yeah. It's not. It's not specifically. Yeah, that's what they like, mean, like with the like Max Fleischer Superman ones. That's yeah, I was going to bring that up. Looks like so fluid. Yeah, there's oh. actually. Um, I think Crapton Crispian had a recent video. Yes, on this. Like, no, check it out on YouTube. It's really good. Dude, that guy's a pain in the ass, man. I'm waiting <laughs> eight months for the next video. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he he for the 80th anniversary of Superman, he he put up a video about the Max Fleischer cartoons and showed the process of rotoscoping in, in that. Um, so oh. worth looking up. Yeah, but um. Yeah, like, uh, it was, like, the... What are they called? Dragon's Lair, I think? Yeah. The, the video games? Fantasmagoria, all that well, stuff. Well, oh, yeah. A lot of, a yeah. So, so, basically, they were quick-time event. Yeah. Like, games that you didn't control the character directly, but you'd be Point presented with, with options yeah. um, on a screen. And then, like, the animation would just go through, depending on what direction you pushed on the joystick or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's, and like the modern day equivalent of that is like, um, David Cage, like Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain, he's got Detroit Detroit. Become Human coming out soon, very much, very much. Is that mocap or? That that will be mocap, yeah. But everyone's doing that now. But but like the animation technique, yes, but also the, the video game mechanic of, of you don't have full control of a character, but you choose what they decide to do sort of thing. If we go back to your thing with like um, finding video game elements in movies, yep. You also got to remember like the directors that are making stuff now would have probably started playing video games when video games were like in its infancy back then. Absolutely, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so if they may be unconscious, this is the other element that I haven't necessarily talked about is that they may not even realize that that some of the techniques they're using come from video games mm. like because it's yeah. just ingrained into their sort of psyche they they just sort of do it because uh, it feels natural to them yeah but yeah like it's definitely a point yeah on the uh, on the flip side of that like what about the opposite like we're yeah. seeing games now take on more like cinematic qualities instead of like video game ones so like these single player narratives like god of war is mm-hmm. like single shot the entire time yeah like, it's... scenes like these emotional like storytelling mm-hmm. like scenes and all that and, like the idea is they're building it to kind of like you know adapt off of that stuff it's less gamey and more like you know emotionally investing than it ever was before mm. yeah that's like when you're talking about um the games like the choice ones of detroit and heavy, heavy yeah rain um that is heavily based off like movies and absolutely episode, yeah because you play as three different people yeah and you follow the stories yeah. and their lives and most yeah, of the time can. you create everything like that you write your own story almost yeah mm. it's the equivalent of like choose your own adventure story time yeah yeah well, skyrim's kind of like that isn't it? Like, the whole elder yeah. scrolls i never played skyrim isn't that more yeah. open world yeah that's an rpg yeah, yeah. rpg so had the same elements but it definitely yeah it definitely is it definitely it definitely could be a movie but yeah. it wouldn't be interesting because there's 
Yeah, so like what 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 makes the heavy rain sort of style of thing different to Skyrim is that like it's always a third person, it's always a camera. The camera's position is always very specifically chosen, Mm. rather than um, like being in first person, but or or third person if you if you desire, but Mm. like over the shoulder all the time. It's no no loading screens. It's all if there's a cutscene, that's the loading screen. Yeah, it's like you're watching. It's more linear, like open world, like RPGs, like Skyrim, like allow for like unique kind of little happenings that will Mm. occur during the thing. But the overall story. There will be a few branching paths, but like it's not going to be like heavy rain where it's like twenty different endings. Mm. Depending on your choices, you'll get a different one, or like this character might not even. But it's still always the same storyline, yeah. like the same. Sky, it's like you, know, you go here to be the ending's yeah, not going to change. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So, I think uh, we'll cap it off there. Yeah. We're running out of time. We're going to watch Deadpool now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. So we're going to we're going to make our session for that. But um, thanks for having Connie and uh, Dylan back on. And uh, hopefully, remember to uh, find us on YouTube, Anchor, Facebook, Facebook, iTunes. Yeah, all the places where you get your podcasts Podbean, Podbean, Podcast, Podcast. Spotify. Uh, Spotify is more difficult to get out yeah. stuff on, so it's eventually SoundCloud. Eventually, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Uh, thanks for listening. See, See you guys, guys uh, in two weeks. Adios.